You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. Adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. Did uh, did that bull turn into steaks? I shot that bull two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Rutledge and Hamilton live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton in for a whole show today. He has the stamina to complete a whole show. He is from home. But Jesse Nelson's sabotage of Matt Hamilton continues as Matt is doing the show from home. And we all agree it's because Jesse Nelson's trying to make his own suspect work schedule look a little bit better. In the Everlight Solar Studio to start the show, we have downtown Molly Brown and her favorite thing. Now that the time has changed, Molly, Rutledge Hamilton is always... Rutledge and Hamilton after dark. <laughs> Matt, have you been around? Have you joined the show with the out with the with the time change? I think we almost could just make this show, and you gotta do your, your you gotta get your voice ready here, Matt Hamilton, as you go to like welcome into Rutledge and Hamilton after dark. We're gonna talk with Molly Brown about the 2023 Sexiest Man Alive <laughs> nominations. <laughs> but Matt Hamilton, I I hate to break it to you, you are not on. The um, sexiest man alive finalist list for People Magazine. Yeah, I feel like People Magazine. There's like a, a minimum requirement for dollars earned, and <laughs> I have definitely not made that category. Oh, is that? And that's it? what I tell myself. Yes, that's yes, the yes. only reason. Same. Other than that, I'm a shoe in for at least a finalist. Same. You've never even made it when it's like Olympic year. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, you were high profile Again, yeah, enough to be on it. It has to be. It has to have to something to do with how much money you make. Uh, I can't think of any other. Reason. <laughs> well, because here's the thing, Matt Hamilton. Because <laughs> as a curler, I make tens of dollars. It's pretty lucrative, but not quite like these guys. And we brought Molly Brown into this, and we're talking about today because there is a famous uh, football player, but not quite, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type level famous. Uh, Jason Kelsey, the brother of Travis Kelsey, who is pretty damn famous as well, and uh, who is dating Taylor Swift. Jason Kelsey, they have, was it New Heights Podcast? Is that what they... They're, yep. Yeah, so they do that podcast together. It's great. Jason Kelsey, there was a documentary on Amazon Prime about the Kelsey brothers. His star has risen the last few years. He's likely an Eagles Hall of Famer. He might end up being a pro football Hall of Famer if you look into his resume, but he is not, I would call, traditionally sexy, and we'll let Molly Brown kind of decide some of this. Jason uh, Kelsey, why don't you, while I list the, uh, uh, go through the rest of the list here, prime time, can you get... Uh, Jason Kelsey's height and weight for us while I... <laughs> okay. We well, don't have to weigh him. Just Google that while I run yeah. through the list here. <laughs> it's just so a weird to... request. That's not what I thought he was going to ask you to do. What did you think That's I wanted? Right. What, what's, I don't know. What size did you think I wanted? No, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, no. He's on the list. Chalamet. Chalamet. No. Uh, Pedro Pascal is on the list. Can we just say Timothy Chalamet looks like Harry Potter? Yeah, that, that's fair. Again, <laughs> this is very much going to be... Two type because there are many different types on here. Jason okay. Kelsey and Timothy uh, are completely different people. Uh, and then you have Pedro Pascal. I don't even know who that is. Uh, he would be famous. Yes, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Well, he's not, his face isn't in that though. So the Last well, of Us. A little bit. The Last of Us. He's famous from The Last of Us. You can look him up. He's kind of uh, the new zaddy for the uh, for this like, this year. Yeah. Then you have. Well, I only have you know that. What zaddy means Jim. No, you know I just know he is? calls like they called him a zaddy, and he gets embarrassed every time. So that's kind of it's. It's. I think the technical term is a well-dressed father-aged person. Alrighty. <laughs> so like, I think like you got to be a little salt and pepper, but it has most to do with how you're dressed. <laughs> don't okay. don't make this weird. But does that mean the gym is a zaddy? <laughs> not. <Oof>. not <laughs> I don't think he's well-dressed enough. I'm gonna be honest. Alrighty. Gym uh, dressed is pretty nice, but I don't know if it's zaddy worthy. Then you have Jamie <laughs> Jamie Fox. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ursher, also known as Usher. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. 
Okay. Then you have. Guys, it's Little John. <laughs> I know, but it's from that song. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And then you have Lenny Kravitz on the list as well. Lenny Kravitz. You totally old. get that one. He's an old man, though. I mean, you talk about old. I'm going to look up his age. Why don't you give us uh, oh, Jason Jesus Kelsey's height and weight and age while you're at it? Uh, <laughs> any other si- any other measurements you got? He yeah. was at the combine. Anything from the combine? Yeah. yeah what is his forty com- time? Uh, he's all size. Size. Bench. Jason yeah. Kelsey. Uh, he is thirty. Foot size. <laughs> Look, guys, he's Freak. 36 years of age. He is six foot three, only 282 pounds, which for an offensive lineman, a lot lighter than I was expexpecting. By the way, Timothy Chalamet, 5'10", 150 pounds. <laughs> I, I weigh more than Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take primetime height and weight there. What's my height and weight? <laughs> right, you're probably what? You just said it. You're Timothy Chalamet <laughs> height and weight. Yeah, I'll take Timothy Chalamet. He takes Timothy Chalamet because Timothy Chalamet got with Kylie Jenner. I didn't realize that. <laughs> wow, but she yeah. seems like she's like good for me. More, oh, she's bigger than. <laughs> yeah, just by a she little. She could bit. hurt Timothy. <laughs> Poor fella. Uh, prime time. <laughs> what is my height and weight? Yes, pri- height and weight. <laughs> Why is this so funny? I'm not because <laughs> Matt, we're gonna get yours too. We'll get everyone. Yeah, What's our uh, shoe? Do you guys all wear? I, I am six foot one, and as of this morning, I was 170 pounds. Oh, so you, you're. So you're similar, though. So I'm just a longer version of Timothy Chalamet. Well, congrats so on that. Take <laughs> <laughs> pride, bro. Matt Hamilton, this is an old Dan Patrick <laughs> show trope. You would call in and you would lift your height and weight. weight. Yeah, yeah, which I actually yeah. thought was hilarious on that show. Uh, 6'2", 205. Um, that's it. Yeah. I don't need know anything else. That's all, that's all I got for you. <laughs> I, I thought I had something clever like Ryan, but I don't, I, I don't I, have a I break would be, like that. Uh, six foot one ninety-seven. So that's where we're at. And so I guess none of all of us are are bigger than Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yes, Lenny Kravitz, fifty-nine years old on the list. I think he's the oldest on the list. But you know what? Jamie Foxx might be sneaky old too. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, he's probably in his fifties. But then I also thought, and maybe this is not correct. Maybe this was Andrew last Pascal, year. I think it's like but so Patrick Dempsey won it last year, I believe. No, I think he won it this year. Oh, he won it this year. He's yes. not listed as what? one of the nominees. So I guess well, I think that's it's because, because he won. Oh, okay, yeah. he won. He's, so he's still relevant. Grey's Anatomy's, Grey's Anatomy's been like over. But this isn't the world's most relevant man alive. It's well, yeah. sexy. I guess. So Jamie Foxx is fifty-five. Then you have, um, let's, this is a lot of older men on this list here. Uh, so that could be it too, Matt. You might not be old enough. Yeah. Pedro yeah, Pascal is 48 <laughs> years old. Patrick Dempsey, let's look this one up, uh, is 60. 57 years old. <laughs> You're talking about his height? <laughs> no, I thought he was 60. <laughs> oh, I think he said six feet. You know, I bet you, I think Usher's probably over 40. 100%. Uh, Usher age. He's like 45 years, 45 years old. What? So we, <laughs> 844-770-3776. We are bringing Molly Brown into this. We want to ask, who is the, if they were doing a Sexiest Man Alive Wisconsin Sports Edition, uh, who is on the list? And uh, you can chime in with your person, 844-770. Yes. So if you are chiming in today... <laughs> They want height and weight, 844-770-3776. Robin Madison, uh, we're not asking for... Jenna Jamison, that's great. She's not a Wisconsin athlete, so... (laughs) (laughs) She might be an athlete. Robin Madison can't help himself. (laughs) She She just can't help himself. She might be an athlete, but I don't think she's from Wisconsin. That's Primetime's favorite athlete right there. Uh, Tim and and Oregon chimes in with uh, short and old. Rock on Lenny Kravitz. So apparently Lenny Kravitz is old as well. Ryan, can you find his height (laughs) too? Do you watch us all these heights and weights? Yes. 844-776-3776. Who is the sexiest man alive in Wisconsin sports? And uh, you got it when you call in or you message in. Give your height and weight as well. I think I have my number one. All right. Well, we're going to play a little. I can't. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to play Tinder time, right? Ryan, are you ready? We're filling up screen for you to fill this list. We'll see if Ryan if has like my it, guy. Swipe right. If you dislike it, swipe left. It's Tinder time. All right, guys. This is the list I compiled in the last, I don't know, five minutes or so of Googling heights and weights <laughs> of uh, celebrities. Uh, so you guys can be the judge. All right. First athlete on the list, it's got to be Giannis. We swiping right or swiping left, Molly? Swiping right. That's, that means yes, right? No, uh, yes. Matt, yes, Ham- yes, Matt Hamilton had right. a uh, interesting take, or was it you, Primetime? He's too tall. 
That was Matt. Oh. That was Matt's take. Uh, so that was I, my take, but I'm still swiping right. <laughs> yeah, Giannis is a handsome fella, but yeah, there's a big height difference. Molly, how, how, just how tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five 5'5". Five. Five five. So that's a big... He's a foot and a half taller than me. That's but like, like a, as a, that's as a, a toddler's woman, version taller than 100%. me. 100%. Like. But as a woman, feels good to feel small. You huh. know what I mean? No. Giannis. But. No. <laughs> no, I don't. But I understand. Giannis would make me feel quite small. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair. I think most of the athletes on this list would probably make all of us feel small. So, <laughs> especially you, Prime Time. Especially me. <laughs> I would make you feel short. But. Yeah, what's that movie where the guy carries his, his date out of the um like out of the factory and they're like love lifts us up? Where, gentleman, officer and a gentleman. He could officer and a gentleman you right out of the studio. They could pick you up and carry you right out of the studio. Prime yeah, time. I think only the zaddies would know that one, Jim. But um, uh, speaking of big and tall, uh, how about David Bakhtiari, Molly? Swiping right or swiping left? Ugh. Not take personality aside. I know, no personality I'm counts, though. That's part no, of the yeah, sexiness. Yeah. Counts, yeah. Swipe left on the personality. Swipe left. I'm over it. Really? Yeah. Wow. No yugging beers. Uh, I'll take the bag, though. But <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll keep going down the list. Uh, Hold on. I'm swiping oh. right. I'm swiping oh. right. Matt swiping right. I like the beer tugging ability. I think we're gonna hang out. I thought you said beard tugging ability. (laughs) Beard and beard tugging, you know? Them tuggers. Um, All right, nothing to do with David Bakhtiari, so no. All right, well, I'll switch back to Milwaukee baseball this time. Christian Yelich. He's got a bad back. Yep, that's a deal breaker for me too. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm, I'm swiping left. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's too young. He's only 31 years old to have a bad back. That's a that's a red flag. I don't want to be taking care of him all the time, giving him salon paws. <laughs> like, he's gonna have a uh, copper fit uh, yeah. <laughs> on his back. He's gonna smell. Yeah. He's gonna smell like uh, icy hot. Icy, icy hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Just balmy. He's gonna be balmy. Got to stock up on BioFreeze at Costco. Right. You know how like. <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, she's got soft skin. She smells nice. He's going to just be, like, balmy and just yeah. smell like biofreeze. Or of wintergreen. <laughs> uh, uh, but I would swipe right on his face, though. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Nah. I don't want to know what else Molly's doing to his face. Next, um, next athlete. Let's go. I take it back. Whoa. All right. Can't do that. It doesn't work Moving like that, on. Molly. Let's stay in Milwaukee. All right. And I'm going to get a little bit younger with this one. This one's a little more out of left field. Marjan Beauchamp from the Bucks. Oh, swiping right. Done. Whoa. Okay, what? Say no more. Say no more. Say less. Say. What? In what no, In what world? No. Swipe no? left. Not Swipe a big left. fan of the, the star tattoos on his shoulders? Nope. Not my jam. Not, all right. Fair enough. Uh, uh, six foot seven, 199 pounds. So, uh, not, not, yeah, I don't know. Not really my jam either, but uh, 23 year old Matt maybe likes a little younger men. <laughs> and he can dunk. And he can dunk. <laughs> that's the thing. Might not be your jam, but he can jam, and that's enough for me. There that's true. All right. Uh, <laughs> we'll stick with basketball over this uh, again. Uh, Molly, this is someone who I think you have a close relationship with. Uh, Jay Crowder. Just doesn't know how to say Z in the Suns. Doesn't know how to spell Suns or Spurs. <laughs> uh,. Swipe left. Really? Thirty-three years old, Matt Hamilton. I know you're Mr. NBA. He's got a nice wingspan, six foot nine, but he is six foot six. I don't, wing, I don't yeah, know what wingspan does for you. Give you a big, big, uh, big hug. Give you a buck hug. I like Jay Crowder, but he hasn't done enough for me on the Bucks yet. <laughs> I'm only in it for the for the winners, the people that are absolute champions or going to be champions like Marjan. So I'm going to say. Swipe, uh, swipe left on him. Yeah, I don't have a real connection to, to Jay yet. Uh, I would say this, though. Shout out to Molly Brown. You Google Jay Crowder, you see a couple pictures of him, but in the corner. What? Right there, you see Molly. <laughs> a YouTube. little tiny person. Oh, oh, Molly Brown there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Go check out ESPN Madison's YouTube page for that video of Molly Brown and our social media queen, Maddie Hayes, at Bucks Media Days. What was that three, four weeks ago? Uh, October 2nd, I think. Beginning okay. a, later, a month ago. Yeah. All right. Speaking Sadler of-, of the Pat McAfee Show chimes in. He is five foot four, 211 pounds, and his pick is Tark Sala. <laughs> nice. Good choice. I mean, the all-time leader in sacks in UW history. That's a good Wisconsin sports athlete. All right. Strong, well, yeah. strong fella. I was only thinking Kurds, uh, which made me think that who's the current uh, mayor of Door County? A.J. Dillon. 
Would you want that, him with all those land up there? I thought I didn't know. I thought you got all those all those quads. <laughs> all those quads. All that land on his legs. He's got. Yeah. Uh, Wealth matters. G- great legs. Swipe left. Brian, uh, what are you doing with yeah. these picks? What do you mean? I thought Agent Dim was a good pick. We know, we know yeah, okay, uh, Ryan's Ryan, type. Ryan, <laughs> hold on. Ryan, I, I got to be honest with you. This is, uh, this is a sore subject, but length matters, and 2.5 yards of carry ain't good enough. <laughs> I'm swiping left. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I got a, I got a, I got a policy. My quad, I gotta have the biggest quads. Jim <laughs> so, needs to be the big man in the relationship. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the big quad. That's what's basically okay. my general rule. All right. Well, then we'll go a little bit smaller then. Uh, but sticking with the running backs, how about Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, swipe right. Swipe right. Swipe uh, his, right. It, that sombrero and the sunglasses on the sideline, his vibe is perfect. That guy, he seems like an awesome person to hang out with. Yeah. Always in a Aaron good mood. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like when, he, when he picked his teammates, was it Deontay Wicks' head up after mm-hmm. that fumble? Yeah, yeah. And he ran over and lifted his head up. Oh, I loved him you, even were more. You, were, you deve- were you jealous of Wicks? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. Uh, no. I was... I was just happy that he had that moment with Aaron Jones, and they had they got that moment together, and they caught it on camera. That's that's like a cool moment in sports. I don't care what kind of fan you are. That is cool stuff, no matter what. Aaron, Aaron Jones is always going to be on the swipe right list. He seems like he got good vibes. I'm with you. Speaking of Wicks, swipe right oh. on Wicks. Now oh. there you go. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. He, I don't know what any of the rookies even look like. <laughs> <laughs> I could not pick yeah. Tavian Wicks out of a lineup. I couldn't tell you what Romeo Dobbs looks like. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty bad. Oh, okay. I, I know what he looks like because he has a giant afro, actually. <laughs> and speaking of people with a lot of hair. That's the Christian final... Watson. No, no, no. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has a big afro, too. <laughs> oh, I swear. Okay. I swear. He's got a one oh, afro believe, per team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I, well, I just remember Watson took his helmet off yeah. last game, and he had a serious head of hair going on. Look, Matt, I've been looking up these guys' heights and weights. I know for a yeah, fact he has an afro. Yeah. I believe um, you. But the final Wisconsin sport athlete on this list today, Molly. Swiping right or swiping left? Matt Hamilton, Olympic curler. Oh, that's weird if I swipe right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can swipe left, Molly. You can swipe left. I understand. Matt has a great personality, and he can cook. Swipe right. Yeah. There you go. Those are two big ones. Friend zoned you. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Friend <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, you're not quite Mr. Clean. You got too much hair. Can I say who the sexiest man is? Hey, but man- my quads are pretty big, Jim. Are you afraid? <laughs> you nervous? I don't know. That might be a deal breaker for us. It might be a deal breaker for us. Can I say who the sexiest uh, Wisconsin sports athlete is that you didn't mention? Go for it. Okay, well, it might be tied. Between Dame Lillard oh, okay. and Jair, yeah, nice. Al- Jair Alexander. Okay. Oh, those are two Both really good, good choices. Mm-hmm. Which one would you take, man? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Again, same with the Christian Watson thing. Jair's always injured. I'm swiping left on Jair. I'm not trying to take care of a guy. He's got a, a hamstring and then a back and then a shoulder. It's like yeah. he doesn't even and know what's attitude. going on with him. And an attitude. The guy, <laughs> I can't count on him to tackle, yeah, so yeah. I just don't think that's yeah, can't what bring, I'm going to go for. If he can't for. bring players down on the field, what can you, you, know, what can you count on him for? So, Also, Matt. <laughs> With Dame, you could like show him around town. You love to be like the part. He's new to Wisconsin. You kind of fancy yourself, Mister Wisconsin. So you can mm-hmm. just kind of show Dame, you know, where you get your raw milk from. Uh, well, you know, another where you curl. Olympic gold, from gold medalist to gold medalist. You that know, too. we can both chat about how we're both uh, Olympic gold medalists. That'd be fun to talk about. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you know what else? Uh, you know what you, you could do with uh, with Dame while you talk about your gold medals is share a uh, a sip of uh, quirky and humble blend from our good friends at uh, Dancing Goat Distillery in Cambridge. That's right. I'd probably take him up to Dancing Goat Distillery in Cambridge, and we'd probably get that distillery tour, maybe a little uh, gin making experience. That's right. They have not only is there a tasting room, they have gin making experiences which you can do yourself or with a friend or a loved one. Always a good time. And with, it should go without mentioning, but they have a delicious list of uh, brown liquors like brandy. They have an amazing rye whiskey. I'm a big fan of that Corky and Humble Blend. It's a bourbon aged in Colombian oak wood. It's like a bourbon you've never had before. So if you want a different experience with bourbon or you want a different distillery experience, go on up to Cambridge, check out Dancing Goat Distillery or go to dancinggoat.com to check out availabilities for the tasting room and those uh, distillery experiences. And remember, 
If you're going to buy this delicious bourbon, a cork, humble blend, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Molly, thanks for being a great sport. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Skate to one song, one song only. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I'm Rutledge Hamilton back at his man cave in Whereabouts Unknown. Uh, you get into the show, 844-770-3776. We'll be joined by Mark Tauscher a little bit later in the show. We're also uh, going to play Minute to Win It uh, later in the show. We got plenty to get to. Thanks to Molly Brown for hopping on the show and sharing her thoughts on Wisconsin's sexiest athlete. Alive or sexiest man alive in Wisconsin sports uh, in honor of Jason Kelsey from the Eagles being a finalist for that award. And good for him. Uh, he seems like, and his brother Travis, seem like pretty good dudes and happy to, to get them a little extra uh, accolades there. It was an opportunity to bring Molly on the show. We always like to do that. But now we are going to switch gears a little bit, talk to uh, someone or talk about someone who's not had the most sexy of play so far this year, and that's Jordan Love. Because I'll tell you what, guys, <clears throat> sexy is not the word I would use to describe um, Jordan Love's play so far this year. No, Matt, no that's, that's not it. Uh, adequate, <laughs> adequate, uh, which is not how you want anything to be described. Barely enough. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> he finished the games. I mean, so I mean, like, there's not a lot you can say about Jordan Love that makes you feel good about him going forward. Now, I'm not writing him off either, but I would say that right now he <clears> looks <throat> like he started the year. The Athletic had him as a tier four, tier four quarterback. I'm telling you right now, the play continues, and they average out to, I guess, maybe seven wins. So it would be a six and ten right now with their because what are they three and five, right? They're currently three. So and if five, you extrapolated yes. it out, uh, you would take it to a six and ten football team. But uh, they get one extra game, so maybe uh, they got a little bit more wins there. But I don't, I don't love it. So either the seven and ten or six and eleven. I don't know which one will be. I'm guessing. I'm betting on the six. I still don't see how a team that goes from three wins, uh, three and five in maybe the easier part of the schedule is going to crank it up and play above 500 in the back end of the schedule. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense for me, uh, even if Jordan I mean, Love looked minorly better. better. They, they do, but Jair's back and, on the list. But the Packers right, haven't. They've fair. been looking worse week over week, and I would say the Rams game, they looked the same as, as they did against the Vikings, in my opinion. They just played a lesser team. And, like When I watched I that know. game... I, I thought the plays looked... A little bit cleaner. It, I mean, obviously, that the one play, the like, I don't know if you want to call it trickery, but there was a, there was motion, I believe, with uh, Reed or, or Aaron Jones. He turned to Aaron Jones. He faked to Romeo Dobbs, and then Musgrave up the middle. For right, a but on that touchdown. on that play was exactly a play <laughs> where it looked like uh, Trubisky on some of those throws because he's throwing the ball to Musgraves where he is. It's still not like an easy play. Oh, no, I, I'm actually not giving credit oh, that much to Jordan Love. I'm getting credit to LaFleur. I think he's starting to figure out what this offense can and cannot do. That was one of those plays where I was like, this is the kind of like motion and sneakiness. Another aspect of that play that I thought was super sneaky is Musgrave sat there and blocked the guy for like a second or a yep. half second, totally faked out the, uh, the linebacker who was supposed to be guarding him. Those are the kind of things that I was expecting – out of this Packers team early because I thought LaFleur was aware that we are not going to be able to win with experience and stuff like that. You're going to have to actually trick the other teams. I think LaFleur in this offense might be on the track of looking better. He clearly had the right game plan because Jordan Love was able to be efficient. He wasn't a world beater. He didn't necessarily throw for a ton of yards, but going 20 for 26, I think. I think that's the right number of throws for Jordan Love. That's the completion percentage I would love to see out of him regularly. Like, that was a big positive game for Jordan Love. And I think a lot of it is LaFleur and Aaron Jones taking the pressure off of Love, needing to be that guy all the time. I, I think the scheme actually really benefited this team. 
Uh, okay, and that's kind of a, a glass half full look at it. The way I look at it is that yeah, you, buddy, that's you, how I roll. <laughs> you're playing like Matt Lafleur knows he's playing the Rams. The Rams are younger, one of the few teams in the league that are younger than the Packers. They're on the road uh, at Lambeau Field, and they have Brett Rippon at their quarterback. And so Lafleur, I think, was had an opportunity there to take a few more risk in understanding that one, mm-hmm. yes, Donald, uh, Aaron Donald's on the team, but other than that, the Rams are not loaded defensively. They're not loaded offensively. They're not going to burn you. You didn't. You could fall behind against this Rams team and still win that game. So I think there was a comfortability in the play calling, knowing that you weren't going to get burned on the other side. Same with Joe Barry's defense. When you know that, barring anything, basically. Uh, on a miracle level from the for the Rams, they're not going to be able to move the ball or do anything against you. Brett Rippon was cut to bring in Carson Wentz. I mean, he is horrendous, and the Packers knew that. So I think that played a, uh, into the mindset right. of calling the plays. Because when you play Pittsburgh this week, and then you got that defense uh, coming down on Jordan Love, I don't think you're going to get cute. Mike Tomlin is going to eat cute alive. So and you're going to go play in Pittsburgh. Like I honestly expect a regression. I don't expect I don't expect the Packers to get their butts kicked because Pittsburgh's defense is, or offense is pretty terrible. But I expect the offense to look pretty horrendous. I expect a regression because I think that it had everything to do with the Rams just being an in-up football team with a guy who shouldn't be in the league playing quarterback for them last week on the road at Lambeau Field. I don't I don't totally disagree with that. I do think they're going to be playing a tougher team, and it's it's probably not going to be nearly as pretty as that Rams game was, which wasn't pretty. But that said, I think what this is, is one, it kind of puts a taste in your mouth for what a winning like ratio feels like. I really do think they're going to try and get Aaron Jones going 25 to 30 touches uh, next week if, if he's healthy and can play. That takes so much pressure off of Jordan Love, and that's it will open things up for Jordan Love in the pass game if they have to play that run game and Aaron Jones, honestly, or have to put a spy on Aaron Jones all the time. I think... This, I think this could be one of those like, hey, I think this will work. It finally did. Now he's like, hey, I have a recipe on how to scheme a good game plan, and it might work going forward. I have high hopes for it because Jordan Love looked efficient last game. The offense looked kind of tricky, but also pretty simple. Like nothing, no big lineup changes that were different from usual. We got a couple more motions, but really it looked like the same old offense with better route running and honestly better movement in the play. It looked like Jordan Love really had a grasp on what was going on. Hopefully LaFleur can run the same kind of system against Pittsburgh. Getting down early would be a disaster. So scoring in the first half like we did last week, big deal. And uh, Ryan, I wanted to ask you, what is the over-under for the Packers at the beginning of the year? What do people have them at? Preseason, it was over under eight and a half wins for the Packers this season. After they had just come off an eight and nine season with Aaron Rodgers, they were eight and a half over under with Jordan Love in his first year as the starter. So there's and we all took the under, right? Yeah, as a show. I, I mean, I took it. I would take the under at six and a half. So uh, right. we're asking you That's now. Yeah, as of now, do the Packers? If this is our first Iron Jack poll question, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What was the number again? It was preseason eight and a half. Preseason eight and a half. So the Packers were a preseason eight and a half win team. Yep. Do they hit that number? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. They can do it technically. Matt Schneidman of uh, the Athletic has him finishing the year eight and nine. So they'd have to win because he's got flowers coming out of his behind. I don't understand where that's coming from. I mean, the team is three and five. They looked kind of better against a trash football team at Lambeau Field, and I get that one win matters, but also there's plenty of. Here's the here's the operating thing I have for the Green Bay Packers right now. They're a bad football team, and Jordan Love is a subpar quarterback. And bad football teams don't build on wins. And Matt, I get what you're saying, that if they were yeah. a good football team, you do build on wins. But I think they're bad, and I don't think they really have an identity. I think they benefited of like, hey, you got to win some games. It's very much like, <laughs> I mean, you do. Carolina won a game. Like some of these teams, Chicago's got two wins. You're just going to win some games. And I think that's <laughs> what's I – mean, the Rams have won a couple games. We're I, just young, bro. We're just young. We're not bad. We're just young and dumb. Young and, and don't bad. know where we're going yet. Young we're young and, and dumb, which equals bad, but we're not bad. We're, I do think these players are going to improve. If the route running improves, Jordan Love will improve, and we're, clo- we're close enough. We've lost two one-score games. And if uh, Those games easily could be on the other side of the coin if you've got – a team that knows what they're doing. We're seven games in, eight games in right now. 
These guys are starting to figure out what they're supposed to do. You've got very young wide receivers out there. They were absolutely trash against Minnesota <laughs> the week before. They figured it out in a week, or did they just play a trash opponent? Oh, no, they, uh, they're getting better. That's called improvement, Jim. That's how improvement works. You're bad one week and get better the next. Oh, my god. That's called improvement, my friend. Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure. (laughs) 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. Uh, Matt, I I will say that uh, without question, there's always improvement. Every single time I drive my truck from Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. But if you are looking to improve your vehicle situation, go see the team over at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. If you're in the market for a new or new-to-you Chevy Silverado or Colorado, I recommend you go visit the team out at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Go say hi to Dan Andrews and everyone out there. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. The Green Bay Packers scored 20 points against the Los Angeles Rams to allow nearly 23 points a game. So that offensive breakout for the Packers still under what the Rams normally allow uh, per game. We take average. That's three points away from average. I'll take that. So take under that, this, uh, if you were going to try to work the math on it then, the Packers will score 17 against the Steelers who allow 20 points a game. Steelers seem like a bend-but-don't-break defense. And that honestly seems like honestly, I would actually describe the Packers offense like that. It is Packers offense. It uh, it bends but doesn't break through. Like they don't score touchdowns. <laughs> Bend but don't break through. That's that's pretty good. That's, right? that's, I mean, that's, like, that's a good. They term. don't score touchdowns. I yeah. mean, they got one on a short field, right? Were both their touchdowns on a short field, or just one of them against the Rams? Uh, the first touchdown I don't think was on a short field. I thought that it? was off the fumble. Um, there was an early from um, or there no, was like a turnover. Drew- I thought it was a turnover from the Rams that gave the Packers a shorter field on that on the first score. I believe that was on the second score. On the second I score, believe- so one out of the two scores was a short field. Regard, I didn't think it was both scores. So one out of the two scores was on a short field. So the Packers offense, and I saw this again firsthand in Minnesota. I felt like they had 17 tries inside the 20 uh, in that game to make that a tight game. But remember, before that, the touchdown. Be- uh, that they got to bring it within like uh, two scores. It took them five tries. The Vikings screwed up and lined up in the wrong zone. Like the Packers are impotent in the red zone. I mean, they are. It, it is bad. It is sad to watch. They cannot put it in the end zone. They are a bend but don't break through uh, defense. There's like a prophylactic on the end zone for the Packers here. I don't understand. Like they just can't figure it out how to score. <laughs> I mean, size matters, Jim. I don't know. Length matters. Length of the field. You're you're absolutely right, Ryan. We've been okay on short fields, but these whole like you know ten play seventy yard drives have not been the forte of the Packers. They're not capping them off with touchdowns. A couple field goal opportunities. Carlson's doing about exactly what you'd expect a rookie kicker to do. Maybe a little bit better than what you'd expect a rookie kicker to do. I don't know. I, I think that. The Packers' defense looked like it had a little bit of life last week. In their I'm last three super- games, the Packers' red zone scoring production, in the, and that's yeah, put the ball in the end zone, 35%. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not 25% good. against that Rams' defense. <laughs> Jim, I'm telling you, we're getting better. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're getting better. This team is going to look better against the Steelers than we did against the Vikings. You'll uh, see improvement from the Viking game. Goodness. If you don't believe the Ram game. Man. Eh, I don't think so. You don't think get, so? Get out of here, Ryan. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's hard not to disagree with Jim. I just looked it up as well. That first touchdown did come off a fumble in the in Rams territory. Yeah. Uh, that that yeah. final touchdown you, you mentioned, Matt, like they did drive all the way down the field. It was eight plays, 72 yards. I just looked it up. But it was at the end of the game. Rams defense been on the field the whole time. It just... It felt like the Packers had. It was like it was honestly like playing against like uh, like a little child in Madden. It yes. was like the Rams would just run three plays and punt and give it back to the Packers. Yet the Packers only scored twenty points in two touchdowns, and one of those was on a short field. Like that, like that's what I took away from the game. I'm like, for the love of God, you like literally the Rams are running three plays and punting. 
The yeah. Packers, I felt like, had the ball the entire game, but couldn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, because then they just gave it right back to the Rams. It was a punt fest. It's to be fair, hours. that's that's what we said. The Packers were going to be this year. They were going to be a team that wasn't going to score more than twenty three points, and they're the only way to win games because they weren't going to win in the shootout was for the defense to keep the uh, opposing team into teams. Now, the defense has actually held up, for the most part, their end of the bargain this year. This offense has not been able to consistently put up 23 points uh, this season. I think that's where the big issue is. The I'll defense with you on is that. doing its job. I think the defense is an average defense, maybe slightly above average. They're on the field a ton, which is partially the offense's fault. You know what? I will I will give you that. And I, I've seen this. You know, I told you I'm an expert on bad quarterback play. I'm also an expert on watching an offense make a defense look worse than it actually is. But the problem is and at I some point that's what our offense is doing. At some point the defense wears down too. So the defense, mm-hmm. because they're on the field so much in that game, but also throughout the season. Like the wheels right. when you're three and five and you've scored a grand total of eighteen touchdowns in eight games. That's how many touchdowns I have in eight games so far. They're going to be at Packers, uh, which puts them uh, kind of a little bit below two point two per game. Yeah, a little bit below. Yeah. But now oh. when, you, when you take out their explosion against the Bears, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, so then it gets a little, it gets you go game by game. It's gotten worse uh, on, on that aspect of it, especially if you count for non garbage down. Don't you dare break this data down. Uh, two point two a game, they're, Jimmy. Take Matt, they're away. behind. They're behind the Bears. <laughs> they're behind the Bears, and the Bears stink. Oh, well, come on. If we're going to start throwing games out, just. <laughs> no, I'm saying they're, be, they're behind. Five touchdowns in a game. Twice. Get that one he, out of here. He did it twice, though. <laughs> get, get them out. Those are anomalies. They don't count. That's I'm too saying, many for one my, game. My point is the Bears stink. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you the Bears have a good offense. You're trying to tell me the Packers are anything but stinky on offense. And no, I won't, I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not having it. They are averaging I'm twenty. Young and inexperienced equals stinky. It doesn't they are mean averaging twenty. But it doesn't matter how you get the bad. You're still stinky. <laughs> I don't care if you don't wash your butt or if you don't wash your armpits. It doesn't matter. You're stinky regardless. They are averaging uh. twenty points a game. The horrendous Los Angeles Rams are averaging nineteen point eight a games. Uh, point per game. The Tampa Bay Bucks, 19.8. The Chicago Bears, 20.9. And they are disgusting to watch football. I hate watching that team play offensive football. And they're averaging 20 points a game. You would not hear a sane Bears fan, and you should rightfully laugh them off of any social media platform if they tried to tell you that their offense was good. So why can you in a straight face sit around and tell me the Packers offense is anything but stinky currently? Because I cheer for the Packers, Jim. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I am not ready to accept that they're stinky. I'm just going to say they're young, they're learning, they're getting, they're slowly getting better, and I believe uh, that this is not the purgatory that Steam is going to live in. Okay. They're, we're just here for now, but we're moving, baby. We're on the train to Wintersville. They're reviving their season, if you will, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> hey, I don't know if they can revive this season. Josh Duggan and the guys over at Revive Restoration won't be able to help the Packers revived their season, but if they had mold, fire, smoke, or water damage, I guarantee Revive Restoration would have their backs, and they have your back, too. You can go to revivepros.com for their 24-hour helpline. My buddy Phil, flooded basement on Sunday, goes on the helpline Sunday night. Tuesday, they got a dry basement, torn down to the studs, ready to get their lives back on track as fast as possible. Revive Restoration prides themselves on being uh, fast, efficient, and detail-oriented as they get your life uh, on track again. They will do this for you 24-7, 365 days a year. Go to RevivePros.com to check them out. If you have an accident, Revive Restoration has your back. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Did we have? Is it next segment here? we got Minute yes, to Win it coming got, up? So All right. Final segment. So, we got Minute to Win it. But we have to talk about how we're going to make this work with Matt being away because if he's listening well, should, then, Matt, should Matt, Matt should go first yeah we, exactly we should have Matt go first this time because oh. that way then I can signal Jim in the other room whereas otherwise Matt how would you know when to come on I would listen and cheat and win <laughs> for whoever's called me all right, Duh. so I'm glad we worked okay. that out on the air. Yeah. All right, so what callers? <laughs> well, the Packers have scored 18 touchdowns. How about callers one and eight? All right, caller number one and caller number eight, you're entered to win Minute to Win It, which means you, uh, if you're caller one or eight, you automatically get a $25 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. And if you pick the right person to win, uh, then you Man. get a $50 gift card to North and South Sea from the Smokehouse. 844-770-3776. Caller number one and caller number eight, you're both entered for Minute to Win It. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. 
presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Jim Hamilton, Jim, not in the studio because he is going second. I'm in my undisclosed location, aka basement man cave. Ryan in the Everlight Solar Studios holding it down. We are Rutledge and Hamilton, brought to you by Coors Light, and we have a little minute to win it here. Ryan, break it down for us. Tell us how's this, how's this whole game goes. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? The open kind of explains it itself. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. So, Matt, obviously you've never heard that open before because you've never been first on the show, but as the contest works, we have our top ten list of the day for Minute to Win It. Each of you gets a call or call in who you will represent in today's topic. Whoever gets more answers correct, that winner gets that $50 North and South gift card, while the second caller gets the $25 gift card. So... That brings me to today's top 10, or top 10 list, I should say, which, convenient, the college basketball season started this week, Matt. Did you realize that? Yes, yes, Badgers uh, put up a Greg Gard era high of 105 points. Okay, all just right. Just recently. Somebody's paying attention. Well, let's see if you're paying attention to the college basketball AP top 10 poll for the first week of the college hoop season, all right, Matt? Oh, I totally was. Oh, I know you were. All right. Well, you have 60 seconds, and your timer starts now. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, not in the top 10 preseason. Oh, no. Number 19. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Oh, boy. Michigan? Michigan also not in there, Matt Hamilton. Oh, no. (laughs) Come on. Oh, no. I know. I I feel like. Michigan Mm. not even in the top 20, by the way. Oh no. Uh, Blue Bloods. Purdue? Purdue is number three. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kentucky? Kentucky is number 16 this year, Matt. I'm sorry. Uh, That was a quick three and out. (laughs) Man, Man, I mean, I do not know who the good teams are right now. I mean, I guess the next guess would have been like Kansas Kansas. or UCLA. Actually, UCLA would have been a good pick. Kansas, number one. UCLA, not in the top 25. So you want to bust it either way. But yeah, why don't you go ahead and stall while I go grab Jim? All right. Well, that was a pretty pathetic performance by me. Uh, not surprising though, not a big college basketball fiend until we get to March Madness where I also struggle to pick the correct games, but at least I have a list of the top 64 right in front of me and it's way easier. So pathetic performance by me, Jim, best of luck to you. I did. You should win. You should absolutely win. I don't know if this is a setup or not, but I do know that whoever does win and gets a gift card to North South Seafood and Smokehouse, whether it's Madison, DeForest, or Verona, all three locations are going to give you a great experience. If you want to dine in, it's a great time for a date night, a family night. It is outstanding and highly recommended. Otherwise, you can have it delivered. You can have them cater. Uh, or you can just go pick it up, bring it back to your house. There's no wrong answers with North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. That is correct. And really no losers on this show and both people are getting gift cards. So that's Absolutely. pretty good. Absolutely. I'm really glad whoever picked me or got me is still getting a gift card. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Matt. Actually, it was uh, Mitch from Stoughton who said he went to high school with you, apparently. That's who that's who had you picked him? Yeah. Didn't pick him. Oh, Didn't okay. pick him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Smart man. Mitch knows. <laughs> Mitch Chad, knows. Chad from DeForest picked Jim, oh, yeah. uh, which probably a smart move given how Matt Hamilton's showing was. He was thinking many correct. I I don't know if you guys are setting me up or not, but let's go. Well, Jim, I know you're a big hoops guy. Yep. Big college hoops guy. Which started this week. Yeah. So we got the college basketball AP top 10. Okay. All right. So your timer starts now. Uh, So top 10 team, Ohio State? Ohio State, not in basketball, no. Okay. Um, We'll go with... uh, Let's go. Kentucky. Kentucky not in the top 10 either. They're at 16 right now. FAU. FAU is number 10. Glad Jim knows his alma mater is in the top 10. 
All righty. So, Big Ten preseason. I don't love that. Uh, man, who else was in the Final Four <laughs> last year? Who won it last year? God. Uh, 30 seconds, Jimmy. Not Georgia, <laughs> UCLA, Kansas. Kansas is number one in the country right okay, now, Jim. Okay, there you go. All righty. So then I'm going to go with... Uh, Uh, 10 what? seconds. USC. USC is in the 20s. Oh, the 22 okay. right now, okay. actually, Jim. All right. All right. Well, Jim, a two spot was good enough to win. <laughs> I got one. Who'd you get? Who'd you one. get? Purdue. Purdue. I, wa- I didn't think Purdue was that good. Oh, they were. Well, they got knocked out in the first round last year, but okay. there's still, there's still respect yeah, did, for the. No, FAU didn't knock them out. FAU benefited from them. Fairly knocked Dickinson out. knocked them out. Yes, yes. they got bene- they benefited from knocking out. Yes, Purdue. exactly. Yes. So you got you got Kansas, Jim, uh, and then somehow neither of you said Duke, which is wild. To oh me. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, new coach. I wasn't sure <laughs> where that situation season. was. Yeah. All right. Well, fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right, but then Matt got Purdue, who's number three. Then number four, Michigan State, who actually just got knocked so off I by knew James they Madison. just lost to James Madison, yes. so I was like, maybe they're not that good. The, uh, we haven't updated the rankings yet. It's still the first week. Okay. So they're still number no, four. No, I mean, like, I knew that they hadn't updated the oh, rankings, but I, I was see, like, well, maybe they weren't a good team if they <laughs> lost. But, you know, they sometimes they go up and down. But very good point. Izzo is a bit uh, chaotic, as we all know. But then... Neither of you got the team in the state who's in the top ten. Marquette. Marquette? Yes. Oh, wow. Number five. Kind of forgot about Marquette, too. Um, And then you talked about the last year's national champions. Jim couldn't think of them. UConn, they're number six. Uh, And then there's Houston, Creighton, Tennessee, and then Jim's alma mater, FAU. Now, um, Matt, I guess it's sad uh, because you had an opportunity there. I don't. Oh, I should have known Tennessee. I don't really well, care. Play Wisconsin yeah, yeah, on yeah, Friday. Yeah. 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 I, I'll watch. Oh, no. I'm going to watch the Badgers this year. Last year, they were pretty horrendous, and I kind of gave up watching that uh, I, you know, making your eyes bleed performance for the team. But this year, I'm a little more optimistic. So I will watch Wisconsin, and I'll watch FAU, and probably the NCAA tournament starts with Sweet, uh, Sweet 16. I don't care for college Skipping basketball. Skipping the Big Ten tournament? Not I don't. Even. I don't. I think college basketball's pretty awful to watch. It's not awful. They, awful is strong. There, it is bad. What about the Maui Invitational? It is, yeah. cra- it is crappy basketball, but it's close because everyone's crappy. So yeah. like the games are close, but and like that's what's fun. The, the actual play is crappy outside of like Sweet 16. Honestly, I'm not super... I, I, I'm not as interested as the quality of play as I am with close games. See, and I'm the other way. Like, I want to actually watch so much good basketball. I don't need to watch a brick lane contest. Well, that's your, your problem is you're watching the Big Ten, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but other ones, they, they're just... The Big East, the Big 12 they is very entertaining of, basketball. But they put up a lot of bricks, too. They just play at a higher pace. The shooting isn't quite as good. I'll give you that. But it, it's it's a different style of the game, right? Like, you got you to gotta appreciate that a little bit, right? No. Yeah. No? I'd rather just watch if, the best players Jimmy, do the best Jimmy, people things. have to... R- Walk before they can run. This is pro I don't, players. Right. I don't go to. Your, I don't want to watch your. Running in I don't want to. I don't want to go to your. Nobody calls you over to sh- watch your kid crawl. It's walk. Look. Look Are at the video. Are you kidding me? Look at the if video. If I had a nickel for every time someone was like, "Watch what my baby did." Yes. Get out of here. People do that all the time. For crawling? No. I never said for crawl- anything. To look friends, look at I- my baby just smiled for the first time. Like, great. People show that stuff all the time. So don't give me this. I don't want to watch some young man dunk on some other guy or be oh, a bad basketball player dunk. against I'd love else. to see a dunk. I feel like I well, see we're three dunks. You're not allowed to see dunks. I feel like I see three dunks a year in college basketball. College basketball is stinky. It's just bad basketball. It's stinky God, strong. Stinky man. strong. It's not as good. It's you know this. I, I hate it. I honestly hate it. Outside yeah, of like Jim, this, this is tournament. a weird hill that you just decided you were going to die on. It is. I think it's funny. It is better than adequate. It is only slightly above average. It used to be like, I would say, 70% better than high school basketball. Now I feel like it's like 10% better than high school basketball. Oh my gosh, get out of here. (laughs) Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. But wait, but that's factual. That, that, it's because not 10% play, better than high but school no, but I mean, I'm talking about like the play was better because players okay, were forced fair. to stay longer. They yeah. stayed longer in school. Like uh, It was better for a while because players were – the top players were actually – Tim Duncan played college basketball. These top picks, top 10 picks were playing college basketball. So you saw NBA players playing college basketball, and you got to see them. And they were more uh, – what's the word? They were there for a few years, so they were playing the style basketball. Years, yeah. Now these players – like mm-hmm. Tyler here at Kentucky just showed up, did his thing, showcased for the NBA, and went to the NBA. 
So they're not really like Johnny Davis with Wisconsin was fun to watch. That was kind yes. of a throwback of watching a player come in for a year or two into a system uh, and and play like an NBA player uh, in a system and then go to the NBA. But now you're just you're kind of just watching. It's just not. Is that the top tier talent? I, that's that's true. That's and I also true. think All like right. the top schools don't have the buy in then too. You get these kids they're just rolling through to get to the NBA. Uh, so it's like I'm literally just serving my time. So they don't even care about like rocking the Kentucky jersey or the Kansas jersey for the one and done players. So I feel like it's lost some of its passion too for the top tier teams. And it's best it used to be the top tier teams had passion and great players, and the players cared about winning for their school. Now either you get mm-hmm. schools that have top tier players where the players are just passing through to get to the NBA. Or you have teams like Wisconsin, which are they're fine basketball players, probably not any NBA guys on this team, and so you're just watching a bunch of like mids play Hoosiers basketball, <laughs> and it's fun. And I just a bunch of mids, and I just I, and that's that's specific to Wisconsin. That's Michigan State. That's pretty. That's it's just a big, big ten. ten. It's a big ten. I'll give you. But that. also college basketball as a whole. Well, uh, no, this, not not for UConn when you're all just 26 years old. I mean, you're yeah, yeah. That's nowadays. the other thing. Some of these. Fairly Dickinson had a 37 year old that beat <laughs> F- that played FAU. I mean, like, yeah, because that that's also annoying. You're right, because all these transfers with the COVID stuff. I swear to God, yeah. there's a kid. Uh, who did FAU lose to? Uh, well, they played Memphis. I think Memphis had a kid who was 26. 26. Yeah, and then who, they lost to UConn. Yeah, they think they lost. Yeah, UConn. UConn had an old ass player too. I think he was. Oh no, th- no, they didn't lose to UConn. They lost to San Diego State. Yeah, San, Diego San Diego State. State yeah. was Their average age was twenty four years old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. They the only team that everyone on the team could rent a car. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's just sad. That's like I could watch better basketball. That's just like watching the D League, the G League. Excuse me, now it's called. It's like watching the G League play a bunch of college kids. It was ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. But it's also messed up that like it was a miracle upon miracles that FAU kept all their players because they expected them all to be poached. Because there's no loyalty, like want to be on a team. Now they all stayed, so good for them. But the idea that like an FAU or a Fairleigh Dickinson, they're like, well, that's a nice story. Too bad all those players are going to play somewhere else now. Now, thankfully, FAU was able to keep them. Yeah. I don't know what Fairleigh Dickinson was able to do. The coach yeah. stay, but the, yes, but that's the other part of it. That the Rusty. Cinderella stories have been bastardized because the Cinderella story is just honestly like like a fawn walking into the woods <laughs> with a bear around. They're like, well, we'll just take your best hey. players. Hey, Bambi's movie too. Jim. Right. Come on, it's and a now good Bambi movie. gets shot at the yeah. end too. That's what happens now because the, the Cinderella stories, they just poach their best players. Look, I look forward to our weekly FAU update on the show, Jim. Uh, they're gonna be good. Oh man. my gosh. I, I, believe it. I want I want to know each week how they're doing. They play tonight, I believe. Uh, who do they play? I don't know. Someone in the American conference. I know <laughs> they play in the American conference. I know that. It's not like I can see the game. I know they play on Barstool TV, and I said, there's no way I'm watching that. Oh, okay. Because I don't know what that is, and it's, I guarantee it'll be bad. So I'm don't not going to watch it. What's that? Don't want to catch a virus trying right, to watch exactly, stream yeah. it. So I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, but when they play on like a real app like ESPN Plus, I will watch the games. Okay. All right, this is Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Light.